Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Marriage in Transition podcast. It's another episode. Sean and Lynette here just helping you create unity as your marriage goes through uncontrollable change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Today we're talking about one of my favorite subjects in all of the world. We're talking about transitioning sex. That's a lot of topics. We're going to talk about sex. (laughs) Okay. Sexual dissatisfaction and disinterest or those seasons where you get out of sync with your sex drives, they're bound to happen, okay? But we're gonna lay out a pathway to reignite how to passionately pursue your spouse while you're transitioning sex drives. And we're just gonna give a few nuggets from our book, Marriage in Transition, where we go into deep detail about this topic. Yes, and so we love reviews. And so talking about Marriage in Transition, we have this wonderful review from Yolanda, and I just wanna read it. The book is so relevant and consistent of truths, principles, and real life examples that will transform you and as a result, will transform your marriage. God has breathed on this book and it is not a new word, but a now word that will revive and restore your marriage if you apply it. I'm so thankful that I read the book. I was ready to depart from my marriage after 21 years, but God. I am applying the truths and realizing that transitions are a part of life and my marriage does not have to crumble, but can get stronger as long as it's built on a strong foundation. And so that was, thank you so much, Yolanda, for writing that. We absolutely love reviews. So we would love for you to leave a review for our book, Marriage in Transition, but then also for this podcast. Yeah. Okay. So you ready to talk about transitioning sex drives? I'm ready. Okay. Well, let's (laughs) Let's go. All right. So we're talking about transitioning sex drives today. And this is actually a great subject. You love this subject. Anytime we get to talk about sex, I'm happy. Okay, so (laughs) (laughs) I hope y'all are ready. All right, so there's an article Mm -hmm. that we're going to reference, and you guys can read more about it within our show notes. Um, Men in their 20s, their testosterone is typically higher, right, than men in their 30s and 40s. They may continue to have a strong sex drive, right, through these years, but their testosterone slowly starts to decrease around age 35. And it typically goes down by 1% a year. Mm-hmm. Now, 50s and up, this is a, a, an entirely new challenging season because erections may happen less often and may be less firm. Right. Okay. Now, you know we're diving into things when we start talking about firmness. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hang on in there with us. All right. Now, let's talk about women. All right. So, ladies, in your 20s, you're, of course, more likely to be fertile, Right. Um, and then as you're, you enter in your 30s and 40s, uh, this time of life, you, uh, your sex drive is going to be a little stronger. You know, that warrior in, on the inside of you oh. wants to come out, you know, a little stronger Why she uh, than before. Um, but then, you know, you get to your 50s and we enter this thing called menopause. Mm-hmm. And so that can slow quite a few of us down. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the older we get, the more our sex drives decrease a little bit. Yeah, and with those libido changes, yes. right, it can lead to hot flashes, oh, gosh. vaginal dryness. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so there's mm-hmm. a lot that's going on there. Okay, yep. so that being said, sexual dissatisfaction and divorce obviously are related. 
They are. And people get frustrated because they're sexually dissatisfied. Yeah. All right. Part of what's happening is we are transitioning in our uh, tempo. You know, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, we're transitioning, transitioning in, our, in tempo. our tempo. Yeah, some of us are super excited and want to have sex like rabbits, and then on the flip side, <laughs> you may be at a point a where it's like you're just not <laughs> interested. But here's the thing: it's taken so personally. It is right. It is so personal, and if we don't have healthy conversations about where we are in those moments, that neglect of our needs in those different, uh, different moments, um, can lead to dysfunction within the relationship. And so the first thing we'll say about our relationship Mm -hmm. is we're pretty open and we talk with one another about what it is that we're going through sexually. Well, there's a, a interesting dynamic with us in that we married at 18. Mm -hmm. So we married at the peak of our sex drive. My peak is still high. (laughs) Praise Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, Ain't nothing wrong. we've oh, no. been with one another through, I guess you can say pretty much all the seasons yes. of a sex drive, mm-hmm. you know? And so we've experienced the highs, the lows, the mm-hmm. changes in libidos, all of those. And so it's, it's a very interesting dynamic mm-hmm. in that we have, um, a total, a, a, a broad Perspective, yeah, perspective on of it. Yeah. Topic, yeah. But I'll say, I want to say this from the beginning though. We had great communication skills. I think in talking about sex, we had great communication skills from the beginning. But my problem was I didn't understand the need, and this is going to sound really weird, but I didn't understand the need for intimacy and romance. Mm. I, I wanted the pleasure and the result of sex, yeah. but I didn't have the right foundation and approach for it. And so you were desperately needing connection. You wanted to to have a level of intimacy yeah. to where I was, when I think intimacy into me, see, seeing into your heart, meeting your romantic needs and being a friend and sex was for you. It wasn't so much just the the pleasure of the moment, but it was the buildup. It yep. was um, everything that led up into stimulating you mentally. I wanted all of the the before and the after. Yeah. And not necessarily, you know, just focused on the actual act itself, the in-between. Yeah, and for me, the during, the in-between is everything. <laughs> and so um, the challenge was then I took, I even t- I took that personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I looked at it like, well, why isn't it important to you? And it's like, <laughs> I'm not you, yeah. right? So who am I to be mad because you didn't have the exact same wants or needs? But come to find out, you're a lady and I'm a man. Yeah. So and in that, different. <laughs> we're different, <gasps> right? You know, yeah. and so we're not going to think exactly the same, um, not only are we different in gender, but we're also just different in our preferences. And so our challenge um, as a husband and wife team is to figure out, okay, how can I please you in the areas that you have needs? Yes. Now I'm going to back up a little bit and go back to, again, my origin, because I think that this is very significant. My interpretation of what sex was, was rooted in um, uh, an empty definition I had failed to understand that sex wasn't just about pleasure. It is, Mm -hmm. but it's not just about pleasure. So where my goal was to experience a a physical peak and physical orgasm, 
it lacked something that I believe God wanted to fuel sex from the beginning, which was a passion towards you right. um, um, and a desire to meet your need. And I think that when we approach sex just from a level of, well, how often am I, am I getting it in this mm-hmm. season? Then we're missing. Yeah a key component, which is the heart component yeah. that needs to proceed the physical. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Totally. Yeah. So if our, if our mindset about sex isn't in alignment with our creator's intended purpose for it, then we'll miss out on actually the, the greatest gift of what sex is, which is actually to reaffirm the oneness within your marriage, right? If we think about it as just merely an opportunity to climax, then we miss out on the greater goal of what God created sex for. The first mention of the word sex is going to be in Genesis 4, where Adam knew Eve, his wife, and and they bore a child. So we know they had sex, Mm -hmm. but that word knew in Hebrew is yada. Mm Mm-hmm which means to intimately know someone, right? So it's it's lit, uh, a couple of uh, other passages of scripture give us a reference, a frame of reference for for that word yada. Yeah. And it means to deeply know, to intima- intimately know, yeah. to be able to go behind the curtain of someone's intimate details and mm-hmm. secrets of their heart. And so in pursuing you and in you pursuing me as well, what we find is that we're able to, unlock certain secrets within that person's heart. So it's not just about, and, and please hear me out guys, cause we're going, we're going, we're going to keep it real on this. It's not just about the sexual positions that you use. It's not just about, uh, the moment of the sex that you have. It is the slow build yeah. throughout the day. It is the romance because it's about you getting to know mm-hmm. how you can serve and please your spouse. Well, we're complicated beings. Mm-hmm. We're spirit, soul, and body. Yep. And so when you just focus on the body aspect, mm-hmm. you are neglecting the other two. Mm-hmm. And so when you have um, a whole perspective of what intimacy is, then you're actually tapping into the spirit and the soul of a person, which once you do that, the body aspect, by the time you get to the body aspect, yeah. the, the the sexual intimacy part, yeah. at that point, it is like fireworks yeah. and it's explosive. opera music and whatever. Oh. type of, you know, whatever music wow. you love. I mean, but it is like amazing. <laughs> How about some R&B up in here? She I mean, said opera music. some R&B, yeah. A little Teddy Pendergrass, you know, whatever. Okay, you know, whatever. Right. But I'm just saying, most people grow up, like you said, focused on the body aspect. Yeah. And we don't, we don't grow up really tapping into the spirit, soul yeah. aspect of a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now, that being said, if we can get the right mindset about it, then you need to also adjust and adapt to the new season that you guys Mm -hmm. are in, right? Like there was a point where our kids were in our bed. Um, They were breastfed and all that good stuff. And so they had to be close by. But from the beginning, they were in their own bassinet, in their own crib. Come on here, somebody. (laughs) Um, You got your own bed. Why? Because our bed is sacred space. Yes. Yes. Okay. And since it's sacred space, there are a few things that we don't do within our bed. Number one, you kids, you ain't sleeping in my bed. You got to get your own space. Oh, Um, uh, the only times that our kids were allowed in our bed was when a thunderstorm Thunderstorm. or tornado was happening and they just were afraid or something like that. They can come in and sleep 
temporarily. It was like hotel stay. You can't make this a permanent <laughs> thing. But I know some couples are out there, and your kids, they're four and five years old, and they've taken over your bed. And now you guys aren't having sex with one another right. because your kid basically has invaded your sacred space. Yeah. Kick them out. Put them in their own room. They will survive. They will be okay. But your sex life is going to thrive. And the other part, since it's sacred space, make sure that you don't necessarily give negative criticism mm -hmm. inside of the bedroom. Yes. It, uh, you want to make sure that your bed is always seen as a healthy place uh, where you get to enjoy and fulfill marriage. You don't want it to be a spot where you give them negative criticism. Yeah. Now, if you want to give some fun feedback. Oh, that's fun. In the bed. That's great. In the bedroom. Go for it. Yeah. Y'all talk about it. Yeah. The, the, the more that you think it's weird to discuss sex, even while having sex. That's what I was about to say. Then something's wrong, right? The best part is talking during sex because you can actually guide and navigate your spouse That's right. to what to do, what not to do. That, you know, that makes you enjoy it. I mean, yeah. It makes it pleasurable. I mean, this is where we were talking about God did create sex to give us pleasure. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the scriptures, it, it wasn't like mankind negotiated with God was like, okay, I know you want us to procreate, but can we at least enjoy it? You know what I mean? <laughs> like we didn't negotiate that part of the deal. God gave us pleasure um, so that we can thrive we can procreate, but also so that we can enjoy, you know, the process of getting to intimately know our spouse. Right. So that being said, you can talk with each other, right? We don't have to be so uptight like it's a solemn assembly because yeah. we're having sex, right? So we can relax a little bit. But that being said, if that, that there was a stage where all of a sudden you had some really sleepless nights, work schedules changed, and your schedule's been thrown off, one of the encouragements that we're going to give you is really practical, but you have that time where you discuss with your spouse, you know what, hey, I need uh, to be able to connect with you intimately yeah. like twice a week or three times a week or whatever that is that you guys need. And mm -hmm. on the flip side, the other person may be saying, well, uh, I need some romance, yeah. right? Or um, we need uh, the house cleaned or we yeah. need some other things to help me get in the mood. Or my body is changing and shifting mm -hmm. and I may need to go see a doctor. Yes. Because I'm just not the same in that area anymore. Yes. And, yes. you know, I may need some natural remedies or mm -hmm. things like that. I, you know, I would say don't be ashamed of change. Come on. Because it's going to happen to everybody. I am aging by the second. Do you hear me up in here? Y'all, about three years ago, I may have had like one gray hair. And now, do y'all not see all this glorious gray? I love gray? the salt and pepper look. I'm adjusting to it's it. It's distinct. But if I had a preference, I would go back to the way it once was. <laughs> Just pepper. <laughs> but I can't do nothing about <laughs> it. My hair is thinning. My beard is graying. My body is changing. Okay, so I'm not 20 anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay. Let's just and it's let that okay. simmer for a second. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You know, but you can have great sex at this age that you're in. You can. You, you guys have to, you're always rediscovering mm -hmm. who you are now. Yeah. This is really big. This is one of the biggest reasons why we wrote Marriage in Transition is because that's an uncontrollable change. Yeah. You can't control. I can't do nothing about it. I've tried. Right? You uh, cannot control it. <laughs> the age is going to happen. Your hormones right? are going to turn on you. Yes. Yeah. And your body is going to change. That being said, you can still enjoy some sex. Yeah. Right? Abraham and Sarah got it on. I know. Right? Late in life. You hear me? 
That's in the Bible. Yeah. So I don't want to hear this stuff about, okay, well, well, I'm old, so I'm too old. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> you know, people have told me that when we're having, a, you know, a workshop and we're talking about sex. You know, we, <laughs> we have some friends of ours, you know, that are in their, what, 70s? And they are at, you know, at, at our church oh, and okay. they yeah, yeah. are the sweetest couple, um, but they're so vibrant mm-hmm. and they'll tell you in a heartbeat, you know, I got permission from my doctor and he said, <laughs> I can go at it. And yeah. it's just so inspiring. I you need it. to find friends like that. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Give me some people that are going to encourage me that as I get older, the, the, the window ain't closed, yeah. right? I'm just finding a new way to make this thing happen. And so, yeah, but in all seriousness, if you need to get medication, yes. Or, or, or what have you. Do what you need to do. But I'm, I'm going to go back to something you said a few minutes ago, the shame part. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, man, if you if you need to use some lube, then you go get you some. And when you go buy it, you know, I always say it like this, and I'm, I'm being sarcastic, but then at another, on another end, I'm not. Slapped that lube on the counter. Doosh without shame and purchase it in front of everybody and dare somebody to say something. And if they ask you about... It's your, going down tonight. You, it's going down tonight. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> like, for real. Right? So, like, who cares, man? Um, and the fact that you may be at a point where you feel bad um, because you need it, it's like, that's out of your control. Like, that's not a failure on your yeah. part You know, as a man, if you need to have some, you know, to help you rise to the occasion or if you're a woman and you're at a place where your body has changed and you feel like you're letting your spouse down because your hormones just aren't pumping out what's needed for that moment. I mean, you're not a failure either. It's just a reality of where you guys are. So we can't allow the enemy to come in and give us this lie that we're less than or we're underperforming because you know, of, of, you know, physical circumstances, right? Like you said, you have to rediscover where you are right now. Yeah. And then you need to quickly adjust though. That's the thing. And because the longer that you wait and you're having, you know, intercourse, but it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. That, that's, that's not God's best for you. And so we want you guys to be comfortable. And so you all want to make the adjustments that are necessary for you all to transition with those sex drives. Now I've known, some guys that that I've had conversations with, and please hear me, this is not a broad generalization of every guy, but I know some guys that were at a point where they were wanting to have sex like four oh, or five yeah. times a week. And the wife is like, is this normal? Like, I can't, what, what am I supposed <laughs> to, I can't keep up, right? You guys are going to have to have conversations. Yeah, there's got to be a level of understanding. Mm-hmm, there has to be a level yeah. of understanding. And what we found was very helpful within our own situation because we had busy schedules, because we had kids, because we had all these things going on. Yeah. We needed to set appointments yes. for sex. And and appointment sex is not less romantic. Oh, no. It just, it actually. It prepares the way for it, romance. It, yes, yeah. because you can make sure the kids have some yes. something occupying them mm-hmm. or a babysitter. It also means that you guys can rev up the romance. Um, You can, you know, send a nice text message or something or do something romantic, you know, whatever it is that your spouse is into that they really want, you know, and you can help set an atmosphere that then leads to you guys being able to say, you know what, we carved out sanctified time Mm -hmm. 
for us to come in and <laughs> sacralize our marriage. I don't even know if sacralize is a word, but it sounds good. And and we're going to have this time where we're going to reinforce the oneness of our marriage. Yeah. Um, I remember that that was a big deal for you um, when we talked about sex drive because mine's was through the roof yeah. and yours was going down through the floor. Yeah. And, and we started to talk about the fact that it was re-emphasizing or reinforcing our marriage covenant, the yes. oneness of our marriage. And for you, that was like a game changer. It was because, you know, so I'd had a surgery roughly 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so it sent me straight into menopause. So I had pretty much been menopausal since early on in our marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, little did, did I know that it'll change again as you get older. And so one of the things that helped me during those times where I just didn't feel like doing it, just mm-hmm. to be honest, it, it wasn't a question of my love or commitment to him. It was just, it was a matter of my hormones. I thought it was. Yeah. I was like, I was like, you ain't attracted to me. <laughs> I was all mad and took it personal. It had nothing to do with that. And so what I decided <laughs> to do was in those moments where I just didn't feel like doing it, mm-hmm. I decided to um, put why I do it at the forefront of my mind. And the reason why I do it is to recommit myself to my husband all over again. And that gave me the motivation. That gave me the desire. That gave me just the energy to lovingly submit my body Mm -hmm. to my husband, but then not have the mindset of, oh, I got to do this again. I don't feel like doing it. But it really helped change my mindset. Yeah, it's it's interesting because to me that sounds like you – you tapped into again the spiritual before the physical. Yes. And then it was like you took authority over your thought life mm-hmm. in order to then uh, present your body, yep. right, in this intimate act. And so I think that that's really key. Um, we dive into what romance is in marriage and transition, which is uh, a, a whole nother subject, but romance is so key to the setup of sex. We talk about scheduling in yep. these different uh, seasons of, of life so much in marriage and transition. So if you guys have not grabbed a hold to the book, make sure that you do. So in our next podcast. We're yep. going to talk about parenting future leaders. Ooh, I, that's going to be my favorite topic. Okay, so <laughs> this one was my favorite topic. but <laughs> The last one was your favorite topic. No, I say that was one of my favorite topics. <laughs> this one okay. is my favorite topic. You ain't, ain't no doubt about that one. Up in here. Okay, so we'll see you guys the next time.